Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 159. Sans fan here with Cinderin, uh, but this time I'm introducing it because... Uh, Shannon is in Texas for the Arlington Major, and I'm at home, and this time I am the one recording. So hopefully everything works just fine. Shannon, hello, hello. Ball sack. Very good. All right, so it's working. That's all you need to know. Speaking of ball sack, Shannon, this episode is sponsored by... Who is it sponsored by? What do you think? Manscaped. Mm. If you haven't heard already, it's smooth sack summer. <laughs> when you've... <laughs> When you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you're skate from pubes to bum. That's right, this is the summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. The leader in below-the-belt grooming is making sure we all have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh. Dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with our code... We say things. My wife is in the corner of the hotel room right now. She's giving me the thumbs up. She mm. loves... Let's see, what can I say here? She, lo- <laughs> she loves Manscaped. Let's just say that, Very gentlemen. Good. Okay? Yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> Indeed. Uh, uh, they have a lot of great products, Cinderin. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of which that you have in your home as well. Which is your favorite? Oof. The nose hair trimmer. Don't use that on your balls. That might hurt. <laughs> uh, just but again, if you go to manscaped.com, you can type in the We Say Things promo code for 20% off of free shipping, Cinderin. Uh, just, uh, just as a quick heads up here uh, for everybody, both on video and audio, Shannon is out of hotel Wi-Fi, and there might be a little bit of audio hiccups. Um, I hope it's still going to be How bad fun. was it? Just a, only a little bit. It's like a very tight... Very tiny spikes once in a while, but you're very understandable. So I think we'll be okay. You know what else has tiny spikes? My pubes on my ball sack. Thanks to manscaped.com. Mm. All right. Very good. All right. Let's, uh, let's move <laughs> on to the in-bruce to your patrons. You know, it's so weird not being able to see you for the first time. This will be literally the first time I won't see your Oh, reactions. that's true. You can't see me right now during the episode. Oh, I should take advantage yeah. of that. I can just make weird faces and shit when you say stuff and just go like blah, blah, blah with my hands. I like that. Yeah. Um, well, don't do that. That that didn't go or so out the Riyadh made or the Riyadh tournament. No, but it was an go internal ahead. joke, so it was fine. Everybody got it on camera. Okay. Um, in Bruce tier, special thanks to Joey, Mister Cakes. We'll see you in Arlington. Look for the tangos. Stop me from spending money on OnlyFans so I can keep supporting you. All right, just don't do that. I mean, keep supporting us, but don't do that. Obi Wan can blow me. The, Dota, the British Dota scene sucks much. Sucks more than this name. Sharing a birthday with another person is just stats. Not even taking into account more likely birthdays. <laughs> this is not an ad. 
I cover my ears during scary moments too. Oscar Seeker, The Meals, Roundy Three, GFFA thinks that all this thinks that the silver bullet for the matchmaker issues that Jeff Hill described is wait for it, way more active players. Disco Farm D. Alright, then my turn to get this one, Shannon. Stoogey, stooge, stooge. I'm looking you dead in the eye and telling you I wanted, I wanted bad. Hashtag not all Cinderman. Akuna Matata laughs because it gets to 48 degrees Celsius here. That sounds horrible. Commander Donut, Milan, Milan, Miami, the Mega Pope, the Round Mound of Rebound, and then you do the second half, the honors. Sajidine sits, smiling, sensing superstardom, struck sometimes somewhere, sincerely stupid major in Dallas, TI in New Zealand. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Zan Xavier, Nate Thicko, zero one Hamscroats, Bacon, Shark TM, freshly seasoned goat balls, Janie, Dop, nothing to see here, underscore man, Guitar Strings recommends importing Flux from Han. Uh, J Sweet Eve Remort, can we get Seb on the podcast? Ben Broomhead just wants a faceless Arcana. Is that so much to ask? Also, maybe some map changes wouldn't hurt. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Anonymous, and Peter. All polar bears are left-handed Nibbling. Hmm. Interesting. That is very interesting, actually. Thank you. Thank you, so, friends. So does that mean that once upon a time, everyone, every creature was left-handed, and humans were the ones who deviate by being right-handed most of the time? Something to think That's about. That's right. Very important statistics mm -hmm. there. Uh, so, like you said, I'm in Texas. It's hot as balls here. Uh, it's the humidity. It's that's also humid right. here. I'm sweating in my room. It's something. Well, you know what fixes that, which I have on right now? It's called air conditioning. Oh. It's very useful, some would say. I thought it was going to be terrible for the Manscaped. environment. We could have gone that route, but that segment's already over. Okay. Uh, I do have a Suns fan recommends. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to prep this because the instant I say what it's about, about 50% of the people listening will just disregard it. Okay. Okay. Do you remember that I recommended a TV show called American Vandal? Yes. Does it sound familiar? Yeah. So that was like a mockumentary. Mm -hmm. Right, where the first season was about some guy drawing penises on school property, and they was trying to figure out who was doing it. And the second one was somebody put like spiked the food, and everybody just shat themselves in the in the school cafeteria. Right. Okay. So the premises are really stupid. Yeah. But the show was unbelievably well done, like S tier editing, like extremely high quality. Okay. okay. So those guys made another show. It's on Paramount Plus, and it's called The Players. Have you heard of this show, Cinderin? The Players? No. The player. Paramount what do you think Plus. It's about? Yeah, that's the only unfortunate thing. Uh, uh, what do you think it's about? Basketball. It's about League of Legends. Oh, actually, so, I think I've heard of this. Now that you say it takes, it takes. But obviously, it, it's a mockumentary, so it's not real. Uh huh. Uh, it it creates like this fantasy world. Uh, couldn't say fantasy world but it there's like this team they're called uh the fugitives i think it was called okay. and it follows like this individual player and the whole team like living in a team house yeah. it is s fucking tier it is so well done it is so realistic and they have like a lot of like everything is on point like these things do happen all the time 
Uh, they have like all these other teams that are involved. I don't know how they like even like a League of Legends casters were involved in some capacity, like you know, talking about this fake team. And then they have a cameo um, from Ninja. No, not Ninja. Oh. So, so that's it's why an I'm actual saying it was media actually... production about video games that doesn't have Ninja in it. That's pretty impressive. I'm right. proud of them. That's good job. It is so fucking good. And some of the storylines, like I'm not going to give anything away here, but some of the storylines with the team that they're following are definitely from Dota. Like, definitely. Uh, like, an example, and this one maybe you could probably stretch to being probably League as well, but the one that really resonated with me is, like, so they have, like, this old-school player mm -hmm. uh, who's kind of hard to work with, and they're bringing in a new blood guy, and it, the guy just reminds me of Sumail in a lot of ways. Like, very cocky. It's, like, 17-year-old coming on the scene, huge success. Um, and then a lot of stuff that happens, like, obviously, I've never played League of Legends, really. But a lot of stuff in game, like you can tell, like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how exciting league games are, but I was on the edge of my seat and a lot of the moments, especially okay, that's one, why it's fiction. It that's when you know it's fiction is that you were on the edge of your seat about a league. Game. That's... <laughs> but some league of the in moments itself, in the you game, are actually, you're not at the edge of your seat when you're watching league, you're edging. Basically, you're like constantly like waiting a... for something to happen. That's so... soccer. Yes, love soccer, that though. is also why I don't find that sport particularly interesting to watch. Anyway, some moments in the game were definitely taken from Dota. Mm -hmm. But overall, I'm telling you, the production, the editing, everything, the acting, holy shit, it's so good. It is so good. And it's to the point where it's depressing. Because similar oh. to Arcane, uh, it's like, man, I wish they did this for Dota. Oh. But obviously Dota doesn't but they have didn't the do this for Riot. Does. This is just... The game they chose well, for the monkey. I guarantee you that they had to have talked to Riot because they were like in LC, like mm -hmm. they had all the production available to them. So right, but uh, it's not a Riot a, production. Like, they just got permission. No, yeah, okay. correct. Yeah. As far as I know, but I would highly recommend you guys watch. Unfortunately, I would say as highly as Arcane. That's how highly oh. I think of this show. It is S tier. I'm gonna Absolute I'm gonna get Paramount Plus any second now. I can watch that. Yeah. I mean, there's not to encourage this kind of behavior, but there's other ways to find stuff. Mm. You know, ask someone who has Paramount Just, Plus. That's right, Cinderin. Not many. All right. Uh, first topic of today is apparently a DPC format for next year has been quote unquote leaked. Yeah, I don't think Cinderman. this is a leak. Really? It was leaked, and then I think Dota 2 came out with the actual oh, shit. Is okay. that right? It, you might be right that, the, that it was leaked before the link got posted, but it's within the same few hours that the news came out and there is the official uh, form. We're part of a podcast. We have to say, when we have the opportunity to say something is leaked, it's breaking leaked. news. It, it's go. an amazing leak. You could, it's a leak of legends. It's the one. <laughs> Boy, I got to take a leak as hard of a leak as this leak is going <laughs> to be right leak here. Leak of legends. Uh, the, the winter tour, uh, open, I mean, who cares about that stuff? Div 1 is January 9th to 29th. So it's only 20 days. That's three weeks, three weeks essentially, yep. Yep. which is what we were hoping for, a condensed version. And then the interesting thing is Div 2 is not at the same time. It is right after, so January 30th to February 19th. Back to back. So basically, it is still six weeks, 
but half of it is Div 2, which, like, the first thing I thought of is that gives opportunity for third-party tournaments, which sucks for Tier 2 players. <laughs> but that's when you're going to be wanting to run third-party tournaments is during the Div 2 uh, general yeah. area. Well, actually, let's look at the rest of the dates because the major is five days after Div 2, so February 24th to March 5th, and then the next season officially starts on March 13th. So there's, like, no room other than Div 2 to run a third-party tournament. So you come back so from the, you, you come back from the major as a team, and then one week later, Division One starts. So it's very, very short time in between that. Um, yeah. So the first, the first things I was thinking when I saw this was first of all, good that we don't have uh, like this six-week period where everything is just alternating because I don't think that's particularly good. The big upside to this, like you said, is that when Division One isn't playing their regional league, there can be online or land tournaments for them, third-party tournaments. I think that also applies to the to the Division Two teams, where when they're not playing Division Two, they could still play other online tournaments that could run side by side. Or, um, in the case of, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the at the end of the day here, I think the the biggest thing that the fans want is more tournaments, right? Where the where the big teams can play. And I, the downside, the only real downside I see here is if you're a Tier Two team or Division Two team that qualifies for a Premier tournament. What do you do with your Division Two games? Uh, that's that's the puzzle I see here. Because let's say you start hosting third-party tournaments when Division One is over, while Division Two is going, and then there's two of the teams there that have qualified somehow. Then will yeah. they attend that LAN and then miss a regional league game that they just forfeit, or will there be some sort of you know grace where you can reschedule things, move them around a little bit, try to solve that, or is it just stable playing times? You're not there, you lose. Um, that's my biggest concern, because aside from that, I think this is just a, a clear improvement. Uh, the way it's been this year, we've essentially had, like, the majority of the year has just been locked out, where you couldn't run a third-party tournament, because you know that the Division One teams have to play every week for six weeks straight, and then they're preparing for the major, so you barely have anything else than the majors. Uh, like this, there will be that time span, so that's good. Uh, the other thing about this is that it gets condensed a bit more. So the last major ends in July, actually. Um, the last major ends July 9th, which could mean that TI is coming back to maybe August or maybe September, and they're trying to move it forward. Uh, and I think that's a big improvement because I think something that is the downside of running TI when we do currently in October is that in the winter, there's higher risk of sickness, which we've been hit by, right? Um We've had COVID problems. Uh, there's more like risk of people getting other sicknesses at the wrong time and not being able to perform, etc. So I think that was one of the strengths of having TI in August is that our track record with that tournament had very, very little sickness, right? Um, compared to how many players there are. Um, after it got moved, there's been more problems. So Unless you're G. Unless you're sick G. every year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think all in all for me, this is a clear improvement. The only question mark is what happens to the Div 2 teams. Could You could also look at it from the other perspective, right? Okay, now they get a designated slot where they're not competing with Div 1, right? Which could lead to more eyeballs. It could also lead to less because uh, maybe people yes. don't stay and watch because they were just watching Div 1 and now Div 2 comes on and you're already watching. Maybe you just don't I think it's... Uh, yeah, I, I it's think overall, overall this system is way better than the current one. So. Yeah. I agree. Let's just say that right now. This yeah. is an improvement no matter how you look at it. Yeah, I agree. I do think Div 2 is going to get less, even less viewers because of the piggybacking that is currently happening. I mean, that's exactly what 
why a lot of these Div 2 teams are getting decent viewership is because people are, just leave their streams on mm-hmm. from the Div 1 matches. Uh, that won't be the case. So this will be dedicated. We just uh, need so the right teams to get relegated every time from Div 1. Because then people will watch their games. True. Enigma like, had a really good viewership in Div 2, right? <laughs> For example. So. Yeah, well, Alliance is back in Div 2. Yeah, we'll that's see how their true. viewership is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think the, the big story is the condensed matches. Uh, along with third-party tournaments having a an open window now. Yeah, I mean it's not like a giant window. It's three weeks, uh, which is like max two tournaments probably. Uh, and you'd have to work around other like I don't know how, because that's the other thing. Before when third-party tournaments did tournaments, uh, maybe I'm trying to think how it was before. It was just kind of. First come, first serve, and if you ended up getting a slot, you got a slot. But it's not like an official slot necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess that's kind of back to the old school ways of doing it. They're but... probably going to be fighting over the time slots among, and then inviting the teams with the best conditions they can offer, right? So that the teams choose yeah, their tournament. So the one in January, nobody's going to want uh, mm-hmm. because that's quarter one. But yeah. spring and summer, those are going to be hot commodities for third-party tournaments. So. Yeah, I I think this is. I don't. I'd have to think about this more because obviously I just saw this like not long before we went live. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure we can nitpick. But overall, this is uh, it's good. I think it's the right direction at least. Um, and yeah, we're we're gonna see. Like you said, it's three weeks every season, right? So for the winter season, there's gonna be three weeks. For the spring, there's gonna be three weeks. And for summer, there's gonna be three weeks. So that's multiple slots across the year that third parties can run something. Um, I would yeah. expect organizers like ESL probably to want to run two tournaments in this time frames, right? And maybe also one uh, after the major even, uh, which is also what's happening this year, right? With the Malaysia tournament that's coming up after the Arlington major. So perhaps we can have like three majors and let's say three other A plus or S tier competitions with like half a million prize pool on all the biggest teams. Maybe that's too optimistic, but... I'm hopeful that we can have like at least six good lands a year plus TI like this. Uh, yeah, you you brought up a good point about post major. I was looking at the dates and I just discounted the fact that the season starts so soon after. But there is a time frame where there's open and closed qualities, which third party tournaments shouldn't give a shit about, yeah. right? So that does give a little extra time for some more. So that's yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, third party tournaments, I think, were the lifeblood in a lot of ways for so many years, and people miss them. You know, because they get to they don't have to adhere to any quote unquote regulations, if you want to call them that. Do whatever the fuck you want. Like, mm-hmm. as long as you can get the teams to show up, then people will watch. So do whatever yeah, you want. Invite whatever teams you want and get absolutely trashed for it on social media. That's who. Let's go. That's what we do. Yeah, that's part of it. That's good <laughs> stuff. Uh, all right. So some team news. Team Secret has announced that Ice 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 is out. They tweeted, it's a tough decision to make, but today we say goodbye to Ice Ice Ice. Thank you for your time with the squad. We wish you the best in the future. Farewell, Ice. And that was followed up by another tweet. Stand in no more. The best offlane duo is finally back together. Welcome to the squad. Resolution. So a lot of people kind of saw this coming because Rezo did such a good job and Secret looks so good at the Riyadh. Uh, I keep wanting to say Riyadh Major. Mm. Uh, maybe in the future. Uh, the Riyadh tournament. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunate that Ice 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 kind of gets left to his own uh, 
devices in some fashion. Like he's only lasted a year on EG and now not even a full year on Secret. I think... uh, do you think it was just him meshing with the team or do you think that his... Is he past his prime? It's a tough question. I mean, I don't necessarily like the term past one's prime, right? Because it kind of... It, it implies that you can't get it back in a way, right? When you're past your prime, then it, you had your glory days and now you're washed up, right? And I think a yeah. player like Ice Ice Ice, this is not his strongest performance. I think I will put it that way. But I, he's the kind of player that I think can still shine. But in this team, I think it didn't really work out. Um, and I, I think he was kind of dealt an unfortunate hand as well. I think with the App Store, he was working pretty well. And then they get in Zayas, and I think their synergy wasn't that good. So by comparison, you put the guy that Zayas loves playing with in the offlane, and as a stand-in, he makes Zayas look better, and he looks better himself because they have great dynamic. And, you know, it might also be that Resolution is playing better than Ice right now, but I definitely think Ice is, like, if you will, prime was a couple of years ago. Like, he played absolutely outstanding in basically every game and had this crazy hero pool. I think others have caught up, and if he wants to get back to the top, he needs to, you know, find that synergy with someone else and uh, keep grinding it out. I still think he has the... He has the right mindset to play at the absolute elite level because I think he plays very... Uh, what's the word? Um, what's the word when you're focusing more on ruining the opponent's game than bolstering your own? Your life? Oppressive? Sure. He, he, yeah, my life, yes. Uh, he plays a very oppressive style and uh, I think that's really powerful at the highest level because it's a lot about executing strategy for the enemy team and if you can you know, break their timings, uh, mess them up in lanes, play weird picks. That's the kind of stuff that can, can win you series. So uh, I still think this guy has things going for him, but as always is the case with Dota, time is finite, and if you don't start showing really good form within, with your next team or maybe the one after that, it might just be, uh, it might just almost be too late to, to get your stock back up. Dota is a lot about what other pro players think about you. That matters more than anything else because that's what, you know, gives you your opportunities to get on the big stage. So, but yeah, yeah. Resolution's been uh, looking good. Um, he's an easy guy to cheer for. You know, I know you love the guy. Um, I'm working with him in the past, so I'd imagine you're happy with this. Um, he's very, well, obviously, I like Ice Ice Ice, but mm -hmm. uh, if they had to kick him for somebody, Rezo would be in my choice as well. Yeah. He's uh, very easy to get along with, um, and he's almost <laughs> he's a hard worker to a fault i think because on dc i've talked about this before but his the main issue with him and i've talked to him about this is sometimes like he puts a higher what's the right way to put it he puts more expectations on his teammates because of how much he works if that makes sense mm -hmm. so if somebody's being like slightly lazy he's gonna basically almost take offense to that you know because right. like i'm working hard you should be working hard as well <laughs> But I think he's grown a lot since that point uh, because some people can't work as hard as, <laughs> as him. Yeah. It's like some people just mentally can't handle it, which is fine. Like they don't, I think everybody has their own system, you know, yeah. in the way that they try to min max their potential. But yeah, this should be interesting. Obviously, they have to go through uh, the TI Quals, the road to hell it's called this year. So, uh, and then the yeah, Ice 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 situation, he's going to have to find a new team if he wants to keep playing. And, that segues to our next section, which is Thompson has officially, at least for the time being, left OG. OG tweeted this. 
OG has granted to Pius the right to explore his options for this TI as he has expressed the wish to compete again. Hope to see you in Singapore, Topson. So Topson has been streaming a lot. Yep. I have to say, usually when I... Okay, I'll be honest about something. Usually when I'm watching a pro streamer, I'm like, what? I, all the, They're just good at the game. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. They have no entertainment value. They're just whatever. They're blah. But people watch them because they're fucking good. Mm-hmm. Topson... He has a, I wouldn't say a crazy personality. He has a good personality, I think. Extremely good at the game, and he picks weird ass shit. So his stream is actually like really good, right? Mm-hmm. So this one, like, I can It's totally creative. Understand. I think that's the number one word for me. He's always been a creative player. Yeah. He just loves exploring, coming up with weird builds, playing weird heroes, and, you know, sometimes it sticks. Sometimes he hits the bullseye with a, an idea he has, and it wins his team a tournament or gets them really far or wins them a key game. Gyro Diffusal. Gyro Diffusal, for example, is just a feeling, you know? If I think mm-hmm. if you have that intuition at some point about the game and you have that creativity, it's both good and bad. I think some games, Topson has also gone for builds that I thought were weak, that I thought almost lost them the game or maybe even lost them. Um, but, you know, it's, it's very entertaining, no matter how you look at it, both in Pro Dota and in pubs, to have a player like that uh, to watch. So... Uh, yeah, good luck to him. Um, I can't say I'm too surprised. I think it's not been a secret that Topson wants to compete, and OG as a team right now obviously doesn't have room for him. So, uh, And they're very successful in their own right currently with their players. So he needs to look elsewhere, or he needs to convince all of his ex-teammates to come back and play at TI, which they could you know, maybe qualify for if they tried. Um, well, at this rate, Seb is going to continue to... Uh substitute for OG, yeah. right? Dude, I feel bad so, for Misha. He's probably the player I feel the worst for in Dota right now. I, I'm trying yeah, to put well, myself in his position. Like Yeah, that's bad. You're well we'll get to that later. I'll just quickly preface it with this is the second major in a row that Misha misses because of Visa. Um and he's qualified for both with the team and then he ends up coaching from home. That's gotta yeah. suck. Like you're obviously happy your team is winning, and I'm sure you're getting your prize, uh, the, f- the your fair share of the prize money and everything, and you know it's your teammates. But you want to be there. It's a huge part of it. It's the experience itself, not just the prize. So, yep, sucks for him. But Topson, we'll see if he joins a team uh, that's already established, or if he makes his own kind of ragtag, like old digital chaos run. Where I mean, Ice 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 is available. That's definitely a big name. Like you said, former team, like Anna, he's going to be subbing in for, we'll talk about that, but he'll be subbing in this major. Wait, is that true? Did I just make that up? Anna's playing for RNG instead of Ghost. Yeah. So he's technically available. Uh, that would be really cool. Let's see what happens. Yep. Uh, also, real quickly, Quincy Crew has finally yes. found a sponsor. Finally. Sonics Esports. Sonics with a Q. Uh, I don't know anything about this org. I'm not going to lie. They have teams uh, But in, just really happy. What was it? I looked it up yesterday because I was curious. Uh, they have teams in Valorant, PUBG, Dota 2, Rocket League, and Rainbow Six Siege. Well, okay um, then. Valorant. That's a, big, that's a big game right there. And their partners are Intel Arc, Intel, ViewSonic, Pivot, and ZipChair. <laughs> So they have ViewSonic as a sponsor for Sonics. What about the fast food chain Sonics? Oh, that would C? be something. Did you notice something and about then, the partners that they have? 
Say, say that again. Oh, now I need to open it again, Shannon. That's really... Oh, you're the worst. Yep. Intel Arc, Intel, ViewSonic, Pivot, and ZipChair. I don't know what Pivot is. It's an agency. But they're all computer-based stuff? None of them are NFTs or betting companies. Oh, so you're, you're implying that that's why it's taken them so long to find a sponsor. I, I don't know. I'm just saying in this, time, in this time and age, most of the new orgs or teams we see get sponsored have betting or NFT affiliation, right? So yeah, uh, I just found that to be interesting. That's that that's, I'm not saying if you're a team that's sponsored by that, that that's foul or whatever, but this is just a breath of fresh air. It's different. Um, very interesting. And I, I wish them all the best, of course. This is a team you and I have liked for quite a while. So it's going to be cool to see them at the major. See how they do. Good job, Jack. Well Good done. Good job, Jack. All right. And on to our SAP segment. Playing Dota 2 requires skills like multitasking, pattern recognition, strategizing, leadership, and social skills. SAP is looking for exactly those skill sets in various areas like development and technology, sales, and consulting. Put your stamp on SAP's market-leading portfolio used by 94% of the world's 500 largest companies and bring your skills to work with the latest technologies. Join a dynamic and diverse group of people and develop your career. Check out SAP's open positions at jobs.sap.com or simply click the link in the description. What's our score? Uh, you're up three and two, I think. I got two back-to-back two -back after getting like 16 wrong in a row. So Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, uh, you start okay. with yours for me this time because we're we're inverted. That's right, an inverted penis. So, who yes. has thank you, Manscaped. The who has the <laughs> lowest win percentage this patch after buying a shard? So we've gone through all the iterations. Now, <sighs> this one I did make a smut a slight edit okay. because one of them was so far down that I didn't want you to get a free point, so I disqualified the actual lowest win rate, which. Let me double check who that is. I think it's Tinker okay. with a 32% win rate after buying a shard. That's really Very bad. small sample size. Very small sample size of, I think, 62 games. Okay. So your choices in no particular order are Drow, Terrorblade, Ursa, Leshrac. That's actually a really tricky one with Ursa buying Shard. Ursa's Shard is really good, but he gets it from Roche. So if he's buying it, he probably didn't get Roche, which will give him a low win chance in the game. That's pretty smart. Leshrac buys it when he's losing. Oh, what yep. were the High other two? Terrorblade. Drow and Terrorblade. What does Drow's Shard do? That's the... Drow's is Hypothermia. Hypothermia, so yeah. Which one's the good worst? Good against strengthy guys. Um, and Terrorblades is Demon, Demon Zeal. Zeal. That one's pretty good. And you buy that also when you're winning sometimes. Ah, uh, dude. I'm going to say Ursa. Incorrect. Shit. So I'll go from highest win rate of that group. Okay. So Drow is 43. Mm -hmm. Terrorblade, 42. Ursa, slightly lower at 42. Leshrac was the correct answer. He buys it when 41. he's losing, right? So, but... Yeah, They're pretty close. I was still, I was still surprised though. Even so, yeah. I feel like if you're winning, sometimes you'll buy it anyway. I don't know. Well, if you're on winning, unless you generally get it from Roche, right? If unless True. you have better shards in your team, yeah, it's a bit of a tricky one. I mean, you can make that argument for almost every. Quarter, yeah, right? that's the thing, right? So that's hard to say. 
Good effort. Okay, I tried. Two, two in a row. is Your streak is over. That, that's a good streak, though, compared to my history. That was very impressive. All right. Mine for you today is... Which hero has the highest average assists in ticketed games since 7.07? Is it A, Zeus, B, Spirit Breaker, C, Io, or D, Earth Spirit? So highest average assists. Uh, Zeus, okay, SP, Io, or Earth Spirit? It can't be Spirit Breaker. There's a fucking way. You're trolling me with that one. You said Earth Spirit? <laughs> yes. Earth Spirit, Io, no Zeus, and Spirit Breaker. How is it? Okay, I. you know what? I feel like you're trying to trick me. I'm just going to say Zeus. That is incorrect. Do you want to guess one more time? All right, the stupidest one is Spirit Breaker. That is also incorrect. But Spirit Breaker is number two, actually. So he was very close to winning. Uh, number one Ow. is Earth Spirit with 14.89. Spirit Breaker, 14.78. Zeus is sixth with 13.99. And Io is 13th Where, with 13. Where's Spectre? Uh, I don't know. Spectre I don't have it open my right choice now. I would need one. to reload the whole thing. So okay, I don't know well. if Spectre is even in top 10. I think the thing about Zeus is that he gets a lot of the kills, right? When he gets played core. So I think that's why his assist ratio isn't that high. Earth Spirit gets a lot of assists because if you, he doesn't kill heroes. He just if deals you had damage, Spectre right? as a choice, 100% would have chosen that. Yeah. I, I don't I think that was that in top five. I'm not sure, though. That's crazy. But, yeah. Okay. Earth Spirit. Very interesting. Okay. All right. So we're stuck on three to two. Great. Yes. Uh, last week's question was, which hero has the highest win rate when picked first? Correct answer was Ricky. <laughs> I have a that win rate on screen, 60. Shannon. The production value, it's right Good there. Good job. You can't see Ricky that. Ricky hit 69.4% win rate in 36 games. First picked 70% so, win rate. Yeah. I'm trying to think back on when this was Same. the case. There was this patch when people were first picking Ricky 4, right? Like that was the teams like, at, I think at Finham were running that on maybe next time. Um, very briefly there was that one patch there's like one patch where teams were first picking Ricky and it was very good support I, I think that must be where this is from it got banned quite a bit uh, oh yeah Boboka as well played it someone in chat just pointed out that's true um, yeah those are probably the two standouts for me with Ricky support back then gotta be from that patch that's pretty that's pretty cool I would have I don't know would you have guessed that in your first 20 guesses I don't think I would so. nope and cool. nobody in the comments guessed it either yeah. Uh, I said Marcy, which has a 53.7%, and you said Aya with 54.2%. So technically, you were better guessed. And you got 30th, and I got 26th right. So we were not even remotely close. Uh, Community, though, Mr. Tom Bird guessed Razor. Congratulations to you. (laughs) You are... (laughs) You were the 15th best. (laughs) That's the 15th best first pick, and that was the best guess in the comments. Wow. Yours was the least awful. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah, Tom wow. Bird. That is the worst uh, winner we've had. No offense. Uh, no offense <laughs> to Tom Bird. You know, to make up for that, though, we've picked his question for this coming week. Oh, that's good. Uh, which is, which hero has the highest win rate in games over 60 minutes? Oh, that's So again, good. the hero matters. And if no one is correct, it will be checked which of the written heroes has the highest win rate among them. So... In the comments, make sure you type in hashtag SAP Esports with the hero name. So 
Which hero has the highest winner in games over 60 minutes? I'm going to say Arc Warden. Yeah, that's got to be good. Or, ooh, Nature's Prophet, though. Ooh. I think I'll say, right, enig- a- I'll say Enigma. Ooh, that's good, too. All right, I'm going to say Nature's Prophet. Nature's okay. Prophet. If, if it's Arc Warden, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> I hope we get top anyway. 25 this time. Yeah, true. All right, thanks to SAP for that segment. Let's and thanks to Tom Bird. Good on. question, Tom. That's a really good one. I'm excited about this one. Uh, yes. We have a quote-unquote leak. <laughs> We're fucking going again. <laughs> you and your leaks. This one's actually a leak, though. Maybe. Uh, these are strings. Some strings were leaked from the RU Battle Pass for TI. Uh, and it kind of gives a little bit of information. I don't even know if this is worth talking about, really. I, it is, actually. So the dates that were shown are likely placeholders, but it's going to be segmented into two sections. One is September 1st to October 1st. Is that right? Uh, September 1st to the 30th. And the second part is October 1st to the 30th. But it doesn't really mean anything, mm-hmm. the dates, because they're just placeholder likely. But we can have you know quick discussion again of what we think. Now that we know the DPC season yeah. format has changed, and now that we're closer to the Battle Pass coming out, number one, when do you think the Battle Pass is coming out? Do you think it's right after the Major, or will it be closer to September? And do you think, like, what are they going to do with the money from it this time? Right. Because obviously it's only, what, TI ends October 30th or something, like really late, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like two months worth, essentially, for a Battle Pass to give money to that. So what happens past ti yeah you can't do a retroactive prize pool right or well you could but then you can't pay the teams until end of the year which i mean if the teams sign up for that that's not a problem i suppose but it is a little bit weird like you have the grand finals we don't know what you guys are playing for by the way we'll find out in two months what the prize actually was so yeah i don't think they're gonna do that um i i was expecting this battle pass to drop either late august or right in the beginning of september so i think the the string from there that says september 1st i find kind of believable uh that's around the time that i think would make sense right it's about a month before the play-in of ti and a month and a half before the finals or almost two months right about two months ti ends late october so yeah i think somewhere between when is it the ESL tournament is running from? That's the 21st to the 28th or something, I think. Uh, or 22nd to 28th. So that week, probably right after that. Not that they're scheduling around them, but let's say my guess is Monday 29th of August. Okay. That's my guess. For I think it'll be within a week of the major ending. Which is I ending... Think I th- the 15th so i think uh i think at the major they will announce when the battle pass is and i think you'll only have to wait like a week yeah i mean i'm all for it okay so getting it earlier what happens to the money what happens to the money all right so that was the bigger question um so what i okay hopeful answer first everything before the finals goes into ti prize pool everything beyond the finals goes into next year's tpc season that is the dream uh, what I think will happen, everything before the finals goes into TI. I think that's a given. And then 
I don't I, I, part of me kind of wants to think that is what's going to happen as well, but there's also two other options. One is it goes to Valve, and the other one is it goes to next year's TI. And when the next battle pass comes out, the prize pool just doesn't start at 1.6, but it starts at whatever was carried over from this one, right? Boy, that that really fucks over this TI though, doesn't yes, it? Yes, that is the problem, right? I mean, I don't know. They have the data on how much of the prize pool is generated in the first two months. I still think the absolute lion's share will be done, especially because, you know, they're in control of when the cool shit drops, right? So if they make sure all everything you really want to get and have is obtainable and drops at a meaningful time before the finals, I, I would assume maybe something like 90% of the money is spent before TI ends would be my guess maybe See, that's I, an exaggeration maybe 80 percent. but like if you think You're... of how the graph looks every year right it's a logarithmic curve and then every time something new cool comes out it draws a logarithm on top of the logarithm right so it just keeps making am i drawing like okay now i'm drawing the right way so like it goes like this and then it goes like this and then again right are you drawing on screen yes you can't see it but you know what a logarithm yeah. looks like you're a smart guy so very much um, so so realistically speaking, as long as the coolest shit, the last cool shit drops, let's say two weeks before the finals, I think the absolute vast majority of money will be spent when the finals runs around. And then let's say it's one or two or three million or four million dollars uh, that are left over afterwards. If they fund the next DPC season, awesome. Then the majors, instead of being worth half a mil, would be worth a mil or one and a half. That would be fucking amazing. Yeah. We want back, like there's a lot of people in the... You know, a big chunk of the audience has been saying we want the good old majors back. You know, we used to have majors that were worth three mil and they had a different level of hype. There's just no denying it. The good old Frankfurt major, uh, for example, was something special. Um, so that would be really cool if we could have it like that. That's, so my, that's I my... actually if because I can't think of any scenario other than those three as well. Yeah. Right. And we I think just based off of process of elimination, I actually think the scenario that we have been wanting is going to happen. I think so too. And usually I don't say that because I have zero faith that any of my ideas would uh, be good. But <laughs> let's think of the other two scenarios, right? right? So contributing to the same prize pool of a tournament that has already been finished just doesn't make There's no That's, way that happens. I can't envision really it. Weird. Yeah. The second scenario is that Valve keeps the money. They must know they're going to get completely shit on if that happens. There's mm -hmm. no way. Like, yes, they've been blind to a lot of stuff in the past, but this is, like, so fucking obvious. There's no mm -hmm. way that that could happen. So is there... The question is, is there another scenario other than the money goes to... Uh, oh, I, okay, I did think of one scenario. Mm -hmm. One scenario is that these are multiple battle passes. TI Battle Pass runs until TI. Then there's a short gap. Okay. Then they can have their own Battle Pass that they keep the money. They probably won't get shit on for that as much. Right. Um, now that I think about it, that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> I, I just thought of one more thing that could happen. What if okay. all of the prize that carried over, so after TI Finals was over, is going to be spent hiring a community manager, and that will be their salary for the year? Oh, yeah. What do you now think? you're talking about some good shit. Man, Slack's going to be rich, huh? <laughs> Gracious me. I would, I, would take, I would take the uh, job for 3 mil. Yep, me too. I'll do it for 2.9. Okay, 2.8. 2.8. Yeah. 
6.7. Sold. All right. Uh, next thing on the outline is you ranting. Oh, I saw yeah. Thread. You love that. You ranted shit. on stream. You love when I rant. Yeah, you, you, you shat all over pubs, Cinderin. I've never seen you so angry before. Okay, Can I wasn't speak actually. Your mind, please. Okay, you haven't watched my stream because I've been angrier than that. I was just disappointed and frustrated. That's something else. That yeah, isn't angry. He's powerful. disappointed, Shannon. Okay, that's. That's very powerful. Okay, so short, short TLDR. Uh, recently, over the last weeks, I feel like has probably been my worst experience with public Dota matchmaking of all time. Um, just not strictly from uh, how to say like. Because it's easy to go into a hole where it's like, oh, I'm losing a lot. I'm having a bad time. It hasn't really been about win rate. Because I think at the end of the day, my MMR has barely moved in the last month. Like, it's alternated a little bit up and down, but it's been within the same, like, 100 or 200. So it's not about me just losing a lot and tilting and being upset. It's about how big a portion of the games are decided either by someone ruining the game, breaking items, going AFK, giving up, or feeding down mid or something like that, right? And how willing people are to just call a game over when in reality if you look at the game state and the chances you maybe have a third of the chance you maybe win a third of those games and people just give up but it's on both sides so it's like it just feels unrewarding and a lot of the games are just like you're 10 minutes in and one team gives up and you're like if they actually tried and played their best they could win this game maybe 25 percent of the time that's worth playing for. Am I wrong? Like, why would you give up games that you win a quarter of the time? That sounds like definitely worth playing for. It might turn into an exciting game. Sure, you might lose the most of the times, but it doesn't. It isn't a waste of time playing Dota if you lose. It's a waste of time playing Dota if you lose and you didn't even play. Right? Then, like, what the fuck are you right. doing? And that's my. That's what I'm upset with. Is how many of the games have followed that trend where I queue for a game. I want to play. I want to play the game out and try to win. If we collectively as a team want to give up, that's a different story. But I don't want one bully in the game to just decide for everyone else by just signing it, just checking out of the game with no punishment. You know, they just break right. their items and seemingly they can be back the next day playing more games or the same day. They just play right after and there's like whatever, you know, that's what I don't want. Um, funnily enough, today I actually had a really good experience and it really stood out which kind of highlights the thing for me. I was playing, I think I played five games on stream today, and I think two of them were really big comeback wins where even though we were losing, we still tried and still played to win, and we actually pulled it off twice. And that felt really rewarding and really refreshing because I was like, most of the time, I feel like somebody in my team will just give up there, like in that game state. One of them, we had 5% chance to win according to the graph. The other one, I don't know, like 20 um, but we kept playing and we found a way and we, you know, played for the little chance and that is what's fucking awesome. I want people to play like that. I want to not give up. Um, unless, you know, if you all want to give up, that's fair. Uh, but don't let one guy decide. Uh, do you think, saying. do you think the main issue, I think it's a combination of things. Mm -hmm. First of all, it's very easy to know if somebody game ruins, like yeah. from an analytical standpoint, like Valve definitely knows. Mm -hmm. So the question is what, what can they, what should they do about it? Because if you're at really high MMR, mm -hmm. uh, you basically have a free pass, right? Because of things that have happened in the past with like Envy or whoever it was, uh, just getting reported constantly just because they were recognized, like they didn't mm -hmm. do anything wrong. So a lot of people got a free pass. Probably, I don't know if it's literal people that are just pros or mm -hmm. in like like what the threshold is. Is it an MMR thing? I don't know. But if if you banned people for six months on first offense, do you think mm -hmm. this would be an issue anymore? 
No, but I also don't think it should if be people that knew. Well, just saying. All right, just I, as a thought example. Okay, sure. This is just yeah. a random example. If it's an extreme mm -hmm. punishment yeah. on first offense, doesn't this just fix the problem? Uh, it changes the problem because some people will have... I guess it, over a short period of time, it will probably fix the problem. But some of the people that you want to ban out maybe have like five accounts, right? So then they get banned on one account, they will play on the other. Um, but yeah, they That's will fine. run out of lives, so to speak. And then the question is, and I think part of the dilemma for Valve here as well is, if this is a rampant problem, if you ban these players, are you actually just fueling more account buying, right? Is there going to be more people boosting accounts so that they can be sold to repeat offenders? Yeah, but again, that is very... like. They know mm -hmm. the boosted accounts. They have, that, like, they've been banning them. Maybe not as fast yeah. as we would like, but they have that information as well. So, yeah, I guess a, I a, a secondary concern is also like, okay, let's just make this an extreme case, which isn't, this isn't the reality, but let's say half the players in top thousand are toxic as fuck, right? Like, they break items or they rage at their teammates or they tilt at the fuck out of the game or they give up minute five when they lose their lane. Like, if half players do that, but it alternates what team they're on all the time, uh, and at the end of the day, it's about a big sample size, then it's not inherently unfair for anyone else than themselves. They're ruining the games more for themselves on average than for everyone else, because they're the constant factor on every game that they're in, right? Um, the problem is, if it's so prevalent and you ban all of them, what is the queue time going to be like, right? Like, then people are going to complain about queue time or... If you lower the threshold for what games get matched, then people are going to complain about quality. Like, okay, now I don't get toxic teammates, but I'm playing with players who are half as good as me every game. Like, that's also frustrating. So I don't know if that's the case, but if it is, I feel like that only applies to High Immortal, and this makes no difference all the way down the ladder from there. Like, there's just a big enough player pool everywhere from Herald to Ancient to Divine that it shouldn't be an issue there. But reports... You know, it's always going to be anecdotal. We don't have the data, but the vibe I'm getting from people I'm talking to, whether it's pros, whether it's people on my stream that come in and share their experience, people that write to me, people that respond on the Reddit thread, people on average are saying they are having some of the worst experiences they've had, right? So that makes me feel like I'm not the only one or it's just because of immortal. Uh, but this that, is this very is recent problem for me. Down, for me, right? it's been like that for a, over a year. Or close to a year mm -hmm. now. But so, yours is more recent. Oh, right? So just, just to elaborate a little bit, it's been bad for a long time, but it's, ex it's been exceptionally bad in the last month. Mm -hmm. That's my point. So like, I think matchmaking has been in a poor state for a long time as well. So it's not like, okay, recently for me, I'm like, oh, I finally see what people are talking about in other ranges. No, I've had the same experience. I've also felt like there's a lot of shit games or people you know, who seemingly shouldn't be playing in the game either because they bought their account or because they're griefing or whatever. But it's just like, it's a feeling of magnitude recently that has just ramped up for me. And maybe it's just bad luck. Maybe it's the mindset you go into the day with and you're expecting it to be bad and therefore it stands out more when it actually is bad. I would like to think that I don't do that. I can't promise you that it's nothing to do with my, you know, attitude I go in with, but I feel like I try to keep a pretty open mind, you know, about the games and try to win. Um, and it's, it's just my experience. In the last month, the last two months, the worst uh, it has been. So, and when I see so many people echo it, it makes, it's still anecdotal, but it feels like there might just be something about it, right? Uh, that it's, that it's extra bad. And I don't know why, that's the thing. I don't know if it's just, 
you know, it's been, if they've changed some parameters about ban thresholds or if they've changed, or this just like absolute rampant account buying and selling and uh, whatever, or if the, uh, if Overwatch is playing less of a role now, so people stop doing it. So people, less people get banned because people aren't like really inclined to run that system anymore. If it's like faded in popularity, uh, I would love to see it give a Why reward. Why do they not give shards? Yeah, yeah. why doesn't Why it give a give reward to run Overwatch? I don't understand. I, I feel like they should give shards for that. Maybe the concern is, oh, then people are just going to go in, press any verdict, and then leave, right? So they don't actually vote authentically. But the way a system like that works is that it will look for a confidence interval, right? So if half the people vote no and half vote yes, it's inconsequential, then you don't do anything. But if, let's say, 80% say yes and 20 say no, there's a high chance that the 20% are wrong and they just went in there to get their free shards, right? So, well, it could just be, it's not, don't you don't get shards just for doing it. You get shards for doing it correctly. Yeah, if you get the right? correct answer, yes, absolutely. I, I like that. I think that's, that would make, uh, that make, me, make sense. I also saw a, a, a point brought up that part of what might have made Dota worse uh, matchmaking-wise has been COVID, right? Which I, I obviously understand that and I empathize with people that are going through hard times and taking it into the game uh, but i just i just kind of refuse to believe that that's the only reason i don't think that amplifies it by this much of an amount as i've experienced that people have overall worse everyday lives right now than they did two years ago and i also oh, don't think that would explain that... why it's different from one year ago right because there was even more covid one year ago so it's like you know i don't know what about the the factor of humans being just pieces of shit in general yeah, has that changed that in a one? year? Are people just the pe bigger the bigger pieces of, pieces shit, of shit have come out more? Mm. If you think about it, in the last couple of years, at least, yeah, North America wise. Okay, uh, not to get political, but hey, that's not political. If you're a okay. piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. Oh, okay, right? got it. Yeah, that's the piece of shit uh, ranking system. It's not political mm -hmm. at all, Cinder. How dare you? We should have okay. uh, real life Overwatch. Yes. What do you think? As like a maybe surveillance, do you think that? Okay, move on. You know, <laughs> I don't want to get into that, but I am one of the few people that does not give a shit about my privacy <laughs> for the most part. Like, there's going to be a limit, of course, but the thing that people are like really Dude, care you have about, nothing to hide. Like, you fucking belch on broadcast. <laughs> exactly. Like I have, you have, I have no, no shame. shame. <laughs> exactly. So, like, obviously, I don't want people watching me get butt naked. Like, yeah, that's probably my threshold, but <laughs> it's not much far up from that. So uh, maybe one day, like when I watch Black Mirror and they have like mm -hmm. cameras in their eyes and you can just like, it's basically like phones, right? Yeah. Just implanted. That's fucking amazing. That's yeah. like the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Like, that's so cool. I want that. It actually is the coolest thing ever. So. Oh, okay. Gosh, and I'm sweating my room uh, so hot. Oh. Sorry about that. Don't worry. We got one more topic to go through okay. here, uh, which is the Arlington Major, of yes. course. Um, so let's quickly talk about all the stand-ins, and then we can do some predictions. So Nikki just sit, showed me some new news. Is that the Fnatic? So they have three TSM members now, officially. So it wasn't official, but Fnatic has three subs, and oh, yeah, they're all TSM players. Yep. Uh, if I refresh Liquipedia, does it... It does it show. Tomato, Brile, and Dubu. So Tomato, Brile, and Dubu will be subbing in for Fnatic. So it's just like a big pug now. Yeah. Do you, do you use that term in Dota? Pug? Um, P-U-G? I, I, I think it would call it a mix. Probably. 
a mix. Yeah, that's also what you used to call it in CS, right? When you had a mix team. Pug was CS. Didn't you also call it a mix? Well, I... Back in my day, we called it a pug. But like, anyway. To me, a pug is in RPGs. It's a pug in WoW if you have people from outside okay. your guild play with your guild. That's called a pug. All right. Anyway, anyway it's the same. So three members of TSM on Fnatic, yep. and then Saberlight, which is the fourth member of TSM, as we talked about last week, will be standing in for Pure, which means Moon Meander is the only <laughs> one from TSM not playing in the NA Major. Feels bad for him. Yeah, unfortunately, he uh, couldn't get a visa, but all his teammates got to go, so that's nice. Yeah, Zephyr will be standing in for Q for, for Talon. Uh, for Talon. Uh, Alone will be standing in for Dark Mago. I never know how to say his name. Dark Mago. Excel in for Excel for Valkyrie. And of course, you already it's talked about Anna coming in for Ghost. Which is very special, actually. It's a stand-in coach. Huh. So yeah, they still have their full playing roster. Yep. So does that mean he's not allowed to coach from remote? Uh, I think they just want to coach on site. It, it has value to have a coach with the team, for sure. Uh, we talked about a brief... The, the episode name last week was... Uh, wait, what was it? Was it Anna-related? Uh yeah, it was something Anna joins Liquid, right? Because he was playing with them. In oh Riyadh. right, so this is it. Okay, so this time he'll be standing in. So the title of this Ghost episode as... is Anna joins RNG. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And as we discussed earlier, Seb will be unfortunately subbing in for Misha, who misses yep. his second major in a row because of visa issues. Yep. So. A lot of people have been talking about how the visa situation not great, which is definitely true. Uh, after we talked, though, yes, or last week about yeah. the Stockholm major, we completely forgot that Chinese teams just didn't come. So it's, it's still an improvement, sure. I would say. But, but there were less stand-ins. They just didn't show up. Yes. But... Well, if you consider the stand-in, if yeah, you yeah, yeah. put that against the teams that didn't show up, it's Absolutely. still better now. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, but yeah, this is going to kind of throw a wrench in a lot of these teams' plans. Like, would you inherently give the advantage to teams that just have their full roster? Or do you think there's opportunities for... I mean, we saw it last major with Seb, right? Yeah. Where you have a stand-in and it just somehow works out better for you. Maybe. It's hard to say, right? Maybe if Misha is there and Seb is coaching, they also win the tournament. I, I don't really want to, you know... Just say that Seb won that tournament for them over Misha. I think he can do a lot from outside of the game as well. Maybe. Maybe they won because he played. Uh, that's pure speculation. But I'd say overall having stand-ins will be a negative. And I think the team that will be hit the absolute hardest is Fnatic. Because I think if you're missing three players from your team and you have this short of a time to prepare, you're just not going to have the same dynamic. Now, that said, I don't think they're going to get absolutely stomped. I think they still, you know, they're very good players. So they have a good chance of still getting out of groups, uh, but I don't think a top 8 is happening for this team this event, unfortunately uh, for them. I don't remember if Fnatic need the points. I think they actually do, right? That's the worst part. I don't think they're mathematically qualified to TI yet. Um, they do need some sort of a placement, if I'm not mistaken. So That really sucks for them. Um, I mean, at the very least, Tomato's playing his normal position, Bryle's yeah. playing his normal position, Dubu's playing 5 instead of 4. No, Wait. Dubu also plays 5 usually. Oh, that's right. Moon is yeah. four. So they're all playing the same they're position. Roles. Yep. Could have been worse. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. I, I think, honestly, the team that might be hit the hardest is Entity. Or, well, not true. I said Fnatic, and I stand by that. But the second hardest are the teams with one stand-in. 
I think Entity having Saberlight as carry uh, instead of pure when Saberlight is usually an offlane player, uh, I think is going to be a really different playstyle for him and a transition that I don't think is going to reflect well on them in this event. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do you want to predict some placements here? Let's do our yeah. usual thing of predicting top three or top four. Um, not necessarily in order, unless you want to. Uh, yeah, up to you how you want to do it. Because we could talk about what teams we think are going to get eliminated from groups. Because mm -hmm. we should mention this, and I'll mention it at the end as well. We're not going to have an episode <clears throat> until after <clears throat> I get back from the Major. So the Major's going to be over. Yeah, so um, next episode will probably be in about two weeks, right? Yeah, about two weeks. So we, we should, at the very least, talk about who we think are going to be yeah. top four of the entire tournament. Okay. Uh, and maybe a wild card for... You know, okay, a dark so horse. Let's do one dark horse, dark. a top four, and bottom team of each group. How about that? Yeah. Okay. So, what, what would let's... you consider the opposite of a dark horse? A white horse. A white mule. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or a white donkey. Donkey's Could you imagine better. if Gandalf rode in on that? Just came Dude, in. A white donkey white is the donkey. team. <laughs> I told you. A to white donkey. <laughs> Is a team that we think that will surprise people that will be eliminated early. So oh. EG would have been the white donkey last <laughs> tournament. I can't take this. Uh, okay, right. let's do that in mind bottom of each group first. Group A. So group A has Fnatic, OG, Outsiders, LGD, RNG, Sonics, Talon, Liquid, and Thunder Awakened. So eight teams. Nine teams, sorry. Nine teams. Pick your lower placement. Fanatic. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, TSM. Um, okay, I'm going to have yeah, a... Okay. I'll pick, I pick Fnatic, I too. A, but I, I, I have a white donkey. Okay. I have a white donkey already. Okay. And again, this is more of one of those Can I guess who it is? that's probably going to be wrong. Yes. I think your white donkey is liquid. That's correct. Yeah. It is liquid. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. On land... Just they break apart. Now they could fix everything. They're a really mm -hmm. talented team. They do really well the DPC. On LAN, not so much. Yeah, they need to show up on so the They're big my white stage. donkey. Yeah. Um I I think I'm gonna have to pick Fnatic, but yeah, I honestly totally agree. I think it's those two are the ones that would surprise me the least if not do very well at this LAN. Um But Ironically, do you also want to pick Fnatic as a dark horse? I kind of want to. I feel like, like, what if... They're both the horse and the donkey, yeah. No, 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 because Liquid was the donkey, right? Wait, who'd you say? I also Fnatic? Yeah, Fnatic. I feel like oh, there is okay. a chance, you know, with those three stand-ins that they just... No, 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 no. Okay. It's, it's like a roll of the die. I mean... Right. Okay, let's it's do... It's likely uh, it's not going to work out. Let's do Group B. So Group B has Beast Coast, Boom Esports, Entity, Well, EG. we didn't pick... Sorry? No, go ahead. Yeah, we do the two bottoms, and then we do, we do top four of the tournament, right? Not of the group. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So Group B has Beast Coast, Boom, Entity, EG, Navi, Aster, Spirit, and Tundra. Uh, my bottom placement in this group is Entity. They're missing their carry. They have a stand-in offlaner. Uh, I don't think it's going to work at this level. Um, yeah, and they're against some giants in this group. Who else had stand-ins in this? Um, in these teams. 
nobody in group b i think I feel like group b is like no stand-ins right isn't yeah. that weird is there one stand -in maybe i think most of them have full roster wow pretty sure <clears throat> okay yeah this is a i mean there's some strong ass teams in this group uh i would agree on entity they're the mm -hmm. safest bet and i hate to say it but i'd put beast coast as probably the second team white donkey I think oh. it's fair to call them White no. Donkey, right? They're top six of the major. So if you think they're going to bomb out of groups, that's kind of White Donkey, That's right? true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, they're the White Donkey this time. Mm. I don't know about Tundra. I feel like... It's Ooh, White Donkey for Tundra? I, that's a spicy one. I, I don't know, because I, I, I just think some of the matchups they have in this group are not good for them. Um, East Coast is probably a safer bet, but I will say it wouldn't surprise me if Tundra don't show up big time on this one. Uh, I don't think they need to for TI, though. So that's the, that's the saving grace. I think they have enough points to be there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's also Aster. Aster has had a terrible track record on LAN. So Dude, this one's really hard for me, actually. I don't know. I I'll pick something else than you so we don't pick the same. So I'm going to say... Oh, it's so hard to choose. I'll say Aster, okay? Aster is my white donkey okay. group B. All right, top four? Top four of the tournament. Uh, yeah, so how does do this order? work with groups? Order or no? Yeah, order. Order, okay. Uh, let's see. Number one, PSG LGD. Nerd. Number two... Evil Geniuses. Hey. <laughs> Number three. Outsiders. And number four. RNG with Ana Standen. Or Spirit. Wow. <sighs> no, RNG. RNG. I'll say RNG. All right. Number four for me is OG. Okay. Uh, number three is Navi. Yep. Number two is PSG LGD. Number one is EG. You think EG will win? All right. I thought it's you were fine. laughing when I put EG second because you were like, they just lost the major. You know? <laughs> no, you have them high too. No, no, no. I think they're going to surprise, no. really. I mean, I don't know if it's a surprise. I, don't, I think they're going to look strong. I don't know how it's a surprise. They look fucking stronger than ever. They're not picking Storm Spirit first anymore either. So mm. this is their tournament. I, I think they're uh, going to do really in good. In NA, too. they have home court advantage, if you want to call it that. Uh, I, I just can't see them getting second place again, and I think they're the strongest team here. To me, it's a disappointment uh, for EG at this major to not get top four. And I'm saying that even though they got very last at the last one, so you could be yeah, like, but okay, last you major, know. it's a different team. I yeah, don't even yeah. count that. Right. It's an aberration. Like, historically speaking, being outside of top four for this EG team has been a poor result, right? Like, usually they've been at the podium or at least top four. Uh, and I think we're back to that stage for me with the team. That state, like, what they showed this time around the DPC was clearly better than last time. So they've definitely ironed out some issues and fixed a lot of their problems. Um, but I still, I just don't think this team beats LGD. I just don't see it. Um, so I think if EG win the major, it's because somebody else knocks LGD out for them. I don't think it's going to be themselves. 
So interesting. Uh, they okay. will need either OG to knock LGD out, which I think is one of the teams that has the highest chance of doing it, or someone like Outsiders. I think could also do it. But I do like that you picked Navi for top four. I also had a look at them as a possible top four. Um, but yeah, it, this is this is really exciting. There's just so many teams that could make it, and it wouldn't surprise me if a team like Spirit gets top three. Right? It's always there as a possibility. Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, did we pick a dark horse? We didn't, right? We picked the white Uh, No. Okay, my dark horse for the tournament, not to win the whole thing, but to get far, is Talon. I think. Okay. But they have, oh wait, they have a stand-in, right? Shit, they have a stand-in. Yeah, but it's Zephyr, and he's played with 23 Savage. Yeah, Zephyr's pretty good, and he might gel with it. Yeah, you know what, I'll stick with it. Let's say Talon dark horse. All right, dark horse for me... Is Thunder Awaken a dark horse? Yeah, I think so. Even though they got top six at the last major. I still think in this company, okay. them getting really far would be a surprise. I'll, I'll pick Thunder Awaken for top six. Okay. Dark horse. I, I love Pakaz. I hope he's going to shine again. That guy's cool to watch. Okay. All right. Well, That's pretty good. We agreed on a lot the... this time, actually. Impressive. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Uh, that means we're that means all those learning. teams. We apologize in advance. Well, we're wrong every time, horribly. Yeah. So. Don't uh, don't take our words and put money on it, guys. This is not betting advice. Let's uh, quickly. Yeah. Put in a disclaimer anything, there that we perhaps betting the opposite would per- potentially that is also betting more advice. money for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I'll let you do the outro since you're doing the recording. But again, just to wrap up, uh, we won't be doing another episode until after the major. So uh, it'll be a couple-week break. Yeah. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. This was episode 159. Episode 160 will be mid-August. Bye! Bye! We say things that don't mean anything. Subscribe. 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 Subscribe.